Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the second day of December. It's so good to be here with you. If you are new here by chance, uh, we're so glad that you made it. If you're just checking it out, totally understand and get it. Grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair, maybe grab a blanket, turn on your fireplace, throw some logs in the fire, whatever it is. Uh, that makes you cozy and comfortable and join us as we center ourselves around the word of god we do that here in chronological order and we are winding our way down this final month this year uh, to finish this journey together through the word in chronological order we're going to continue today reading in the book of first corinthians and pick up right where we left off yesterday with chapters 12, 13, and 14. And this week we're reading the New International Version, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone it is the same God at work. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one, just as He determines. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable we treat with special honor, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, 
but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. And yet I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall fully know, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. Now, brothers and sisters, if I come to you and speak in tongues, what good will I be to you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or word of instruction? Even in the case of lifeless things that make sounds, such as the pipe or harp, how will anyone know what tune is being played unless there is a distinction in the notes? Again, if the trumpet does not sound a clear call, who will get ready for battle? So it is with you. 
unless you speak intelligible words with your tongue. How will anyone know what you are saying? You will just be speaking into the air. Undoubtedly, there are all sorts of languages in the world, yet none of them is without meaning. If then I do not grasp the meaning of what someone is saying, I am a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker is a foreigner to me. So it is with you. Since you are eager for gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. For this reason, the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that they may interpret what they say. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, when you are praising God in the spirit, how can someone else who is now put in the position of an inquirer say amen to your thanksgiving since they do not know what you are saying? You are giving thanks well enough, but no one else is edified. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you, but in the church, I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. Brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. In regard to evil, be infants, but in your thinking, be adults. In the law, it is written, with other tongues and through the lips of foreigners, I will speak to this people, but even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. Tongues then are a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is not for unbelievers, but for believers. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues and inquirers or unbelievers come in, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, they are convicted of sin and are brought under judgment by all as the secrets of their hearts are laid bare. So they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. What then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation? Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at the most three should speak, one at a time, and someone must interpret. If there is no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and to God. Two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. The spirits of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. Women should remain silent in the churches. They are not allowed to speak, but must be in submission, as the law says. If they want to inquire about something, they should ask their own husbands at home, for it is disgraceful for a woman to speak of the church. Or did the word of God originate with you? Or are you the only people it has reached? If anyone thinks they are a prophet or otherwise gifted by the Spirit, let them acknowledge that what I am writing to you is the Lord's command. But if anyone ignores this, they will themselves be ignored. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy, and do not forbid speaking in tongues. But everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. 
Jesus, we thank you for your words. We thank you for this week that we have had here together centered around your word. We thank you for this day, the brand new start of a brand new week that gives us all new hope, new perspective, and newness. We only have that hope and that possibility through you. And I thank you that you are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. There is redemption through you because of you. I hold on to that today for every person struggling to believe that. For every person that needs newness to come in a way that only you can. We surrender our wills. We surrender our ideas and our agendas of how you should do that. And we lay it at your feet and ask you to have your way in our lives, have your way in this week, in our minds, through our hearts, and in our spirit. I pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm Jill. I look forward to turning the page with you together tomorrow. Until then, love one another. Good morning, Dabsy. This is Tanya calling from Suffolk. I wanted to, to lift up some of my Dabsy family. Um, Cynthia called in and wanted prayer for her brother um, to continue to have energy to participate in Bible study. And also, uh, Cynthia says she is 35 weeks pregnant and praying for an easy um, delivery during this time. Also, I want to lift up Refined by the Fire called in. Her friend Jen was diagnosed with a rare cancer. However, they have started her on a clinical uh, medication, a trial medication, and it has reduced her lung cancer by 50% in her lungs. So, to God be the glory for that and also for her father to be able to participate and the delivery of um, blankets that have been made. So, Heavenly Father, I lift up these people to you, Lord God. They belong to you, Father. I'm asking, Lord God, you just to have your way in each and every one situation, Father, they're dealing with, Father. I'm asking, Lord God, that you just give uh, William the energy to continue to participate in Bible study, Lord God. Give him the strength, Father, as the devil come to kill, steal, and destroy, Lord God. But we know, Lord God, that you are our strength in all situations. And we continue to give thanks, Father. And also praying for an easy birth for Cynthia. And Father, I'm asking you to bless each and every one of the providers, Father, that is involved in the birth as well. And even to wrap your loving arms around them after it's all said and done when the her bundle of joy has came into the world. So we just want to trust and believe in you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And also refined by the fire, we want to thank you, Lord God, for her friend Jen and the reduction of the cancer in her long father. You say... Um, you can do all things. Men say one to two years for her, Lord God, but we know, Lord God, that you have the last say so. So I'm just believing right now in the mighty name of Jesus and also for her father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, this is Chastity from Kansas. I wanted to call and congratulate Ben and China on our new baby. I'm so thankful that it went smooth and beautiful and it was everything you wanted for your delivery. I'm so thankful that God answered all of those little detailed prayers. That's amazing. Um, I just wanted to pray for all of the parents. Um, I know it's a struggle. There are days that are just like, can I just throw in the towel today? At least I know that's my case some days. Um, but Lord Jesus, thank you for your sovereignty, God. Thank you that no matter what we go through, you see us. And um, 
even on the hard days, God, when we just feel at our wits end and we're like, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel today. You remind us of your gentle kindness and that even when we are having temper tantrums, being grown adults, we still have temper tantrums and you still treat us with grace and kindness and mercy. And Jesus, we are just so thankful. Remind us of that as parents, even on the hard days that you see us, even when we feel like nobody does. God, I pray for all of the parents who have little ones or have grown children even, or are pregnant. Um, the moms who are pregnant, I lift them up to you and I pray, Lord, that you'll remind us on the tough days that we can come to you. We can sit even if we only have two minutes of quiet time to just sit with you. Remind us that we can talk to you when we're, re when we're doing the dishes, when we're rocking our babies, when we're doing laundry for the hundredth time. Lord, remind us of your nearness. Thank you so much for blessing us to be parents and remind us of the blessings that these children are and not to ever consider them as burdens. Thank you, God, that we get to be people who shape minds and lives for your kingdom. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Hello, Kristen. This is God's sunshine. Um, this is November 30, and I'm just sending out um, this prayer for you from the Lord. And I just know that He, I thank Him for a new hope for you. I thank Him for enveloping you with His arms of love and compassion and mercy. And may you find new hope and new life this Christmas. May it be a holiday of, of new beginnings for you. And I wish you double for your trouble as Job lost so much. I pray that God would move in mighty ways in your life and just bring you into a new place, a new hope, a new life in Christ Jesus. May his blessings overflow and fill you with all his goodnesses. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.